from the era that brought you names like Chamberlain, Russell, and West. The Chamberlain, he's got it! Jerry West made it from the other side of the mid-court strike! To the glory days of Magic and Kareem. Jabbar is on the brink of an NBA all-time record. From a time where last-second shots were expected. Here comes Kobe from way outside. Got it! Oh, man! Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! And rings were handed out like candy. Here's Jordan. Yes! It's Duncan Dynasty with your host, Garrett Bougay, and it starts right now. Hello and welcome to Duncan Dynasty. I am Garrett Bougay, and this week I've got a special live edition of the show, a League Pass radio edition, where I bring you live radio play-by-play for uh, a, a game in the NBA calendar. Tonight we're doing... The game between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota at home tonight for this contest. And uh, the the Timberwolves coming off a loss to the Atlanta Hawks, 121-110 to on, uh, on Monday. And in that game, they surrendered 25 threes to, uh, to Atlanta. And... Uh, they, the, the Timberwolves have actually been pretty good this season in terms of limiting opposition three-point percentage, but in that one, it was uh, it was a rough night for the Timberwolves' defense, and they're going up against an excellent offense in the Utah Jazz, the number one offense in the NBA. They're number one in offensive rating, effective field goal percentage, rebound percentage, so they're, uh, they're really good in a lot of categories. They're sixth in three-point field goal percentage, third in field goal percentage, and also second in points per game. So uh, another challenge tonight, you know, they dealt with Trey, the Timberwolves defense had to deal with Trey Young on Monday. Tonight, they've got to deal with Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and uh, and the rest of that uh, that Jazz unit. But uh, yeah, should be a fun one. I, I think one of the reasons I'm really excited about this game is the, uh, the whole idea of the, the center showdown between Rudy Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns. Towns has always seemingly uh, gotten really amped and excited for uh, for these sorts of matchups against the likes of uh, of Gobert and uh, and Joel Embiid and and Jokic, and so this, that will be that will be fun to see. Of course, Towns dealing with a little bit of a, a tailbone issue in recent games, and uh, against that in that game against Atlanta, you saw him fall and uh, land on that tailbone a couple of times and, and take a while to get up. So he uh, he's not 100%, but he's uh, he's a go for tonight. And also a, uh, a big return for Minnesota on the injury front, Patrick Beverly coming back. And it looks like he will start as well. So uh, he will provide a, a big boost for this team as well. Uh, I've, uh, I've got some stats and, and stuff on Beverly's impact, especially on the offensive end this year. But if you've never listened to one of these League Pass radio episodes before, I uh, will uh, will be taking zero commercial breaks. I'll be with you for the entirety of this ball game, and uh, I will uh, again with uh, with my radio background. I'll be bringing you play by play 
and then also some advanced stats, most notably from the website Cleaning the Glass, a site run by uh, Ben Falk. Excellent, uh, excellent resource for NBA junkies. And uh, so I will be providing that. If, if any of you want me to, to talk about uh, anything related to the NBA, whether that's a player or your favorite team, feel free to, uh, to tweet at me and send me your questions, comments, on Twitter, my handle is at Garrett Bougay. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. Would be happy to uh, to answer or talk about anything you'd uh, you'd like me to discuss here for the next uh, two and a half hours. So buckle up and uh, strap it, and we hopefully we'll have a, a good game here here tonight. The starting lineup for the Utah Jazz in the backcourt: it's Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. In the front court, Boyan Bogdanovich and Royce O'Neal. And at center, it's Rudy Gobert, the three-time defensive player of the year. For the Timberwolves, it's Beverly and Edwards in the backcourt with Torian Prince and Jared Vanderbilt in the front court, and Carl Anthony Towns at center. So the Timberwolves wearing their all-white home uniforms. The Jazz going in their navy blue road unis. The Jazz with the white lettering and uh, yellow numbering and trim. Obviously, a fun, uh, fun matchup at the at the two guard position as well with uh, with Mitchell and uh, and the youngster Anthony Edwards going at it. Again, the, the Wolves in that in that all-white uniform with the uh, the navy blue and regular blue trim there. As we're just a few moments away from, from getting this one started. And there are the two stars, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert at the, the center circle. And we are underway. It's basketball time at Target Center, and the tip is won by Rudy Gobert in the Utah Jazz. He gets it to Mike Conley. Jazz going from left to right of this opening quarter. Conley dribbling to his right, finds Bogdanovich right wing, cross court, Mitchell left side three, off the front of the iron, rebound, tip to Prince. Prince will push it for Minnesota, gets to the right wing, throws it cross court, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt will challenge Gobert and finishes with the left hand off the glass. Vanderbilt, a really fun player to watch. He uh, makes a really nice athletic play. And here's a steal as the Jazz getting lazy as they uh, got the ball just over half court, tried to throw a cross-court pass, and Edwards sneaks in and gets the steal and finishes with the two-hand flush. So Minnesota off to a good start, leading 4 to nothing. Here's Conley, drives left, goes all the way to the basket. Good contest from Edwards, but uh, Conley able to get it up off the backboard and in. Minnesota 4, Utah 2 as we're one minute into this first quarter. Prince left wing pressured by Mitchell up top to Towns. Towns back to Prince. Now left block to Edwards facing up on O'Neal from about 18. Jab steps. Now we'll take the jumper. That one's short. Fight for the rebound as Vanderbilt knocks it off of Gobert. Looked like it went off of uh, Rudy's left leg and out of bounds. So Minnesota will get another shot at it with 14 on the shot clock. Beverly will inbound it on the near baseline. He'll get it into Edwards, left short corner. He drives left, finds Vanderbilt, touch pass to Beverly on the short corner on the right-hand side, and his jumper is pure. So Minnesota 3-for-3 three three in the early going, 
and they lead it 6-2. to two. Here's Conley. Another pass intercepted. Vanderbilt again getting in there, and he finishes with a flush, and that will force Quinn Snyder and the Jazz to call time. The Minnesota Timberwolves very active on the defensive end, as they've been all season long, and they've gotten a couple of pick sixes here in the opening minute and a half. I guess that's a good uh, segue to talk about Minnesota's defense this season, currently 7th in the NBA, and they were actually 5th heading into that game on Monday night against Atlanta prior to the Hawks raining down 25 threes on them. But uh, still 7th, very, very impressive, a lot better defensively than I would have expected. And uh, I think a big part of that is just the the decision by head coach Chris Finch to play more of his defensive-minded guys. I mean, just starting Vanderbilt, who frankly is a is a very limited offensive player, but is is very good defensively. As we've seen here in the early going of this game, he's got very active hands. He's a great athlete. He can move. He's got length. So uh, he provides an extra bit of rim protection for them. So, you know, he, he, he wreaks havoc, causing, uh, you know, deflections and turnovers. And, uh, you know, they've also played with, uh, with uh, Jaden McDaniels and, and Josh Kogi on the wing a lot of times. You know, I was almost expecting more, you know, around their big three of D'Angelo Russell and Edwards and Towns to play a lot of Malik Beasley. And, uh, you know, he's, he's actually kind of been more relegated to the bench. He hasn't started a single game this year. And, you know, Finch has, has opted more for, okay, we're going to put defensive guys around those three. And it's worked on that end. Now, the offense has suffered because of it, because, you know, when Towns, when Russell, when, uh, when Edwards have drawn doubles, they've often gotten the ball to, to guys like McDaniels, like Akogi, like Torian Prince, and, and McLaughlin, who are just not shooting the ball well from downtown. McDaniels just 29% from three on the season. Josh Okogie has attempted only 13, and he's made two. Torian Prince at 29% from downtown. And uh, McLaughlin, three of 16 from three on the season. And, of course, Vanderbilt, not really an outside threat at all. He essentially plays uh, like the center on the offensive end, and, and Towns plays more like the power forward when they're on uh, on that end of the court. But yeah, you you got to be uh, pretty impressed with with the defense that Minnesota has shown, and I'd also say Anthony Edwards has been pretty impressive as well, making a, a big leap on that end. As we're seeing some statistics here with uh, with the Timberwolves and and the impact of Beverly, with Beverly they're eight and eight, without him they're three and eight. As here is Conley. Passes it to Mitchell up top to O'Neal. He drives in the paint, kicks it back to Conley right wing. Conley up top to Mitchell. Five on the shot clock, guarded by Edwards. Mitchell tries to cross over, loses it momentarily, picks it back up, puts the shot up and hits. Desperation heave there, a double clutch shot as the as the uh, the shot clock was expiring. But uh, nonetheless, it counts for three for the Jazz. They cut the Timberwolves' lead Back to three, eight to five, 9.47 to go here in the first. Here's Beverly, gets into the paint, puts up a nice little floater and gets it to go. Patrick Beverly coming into this one, 14 of 28 from short mid-range, so shooting those little floaters, those push shots well this season. 
Here's Conley, left wing to O'Neill. Cross court Bogdanovich, right corner triple is off the front of the iron. Rebound, Towns. He'll get it to Prince. Prince and the Timberwolves again going from right to left here in this opening quarter. Beverly with it. Now we'll get a screen from Cat. He'll drive left of the line to Lane. Puts up another floater and gets it again. So Patrick Beverly with a couple consecutive buckets, and the Timberwolves lead it 12-5 as we approach nine minutes to go in the first quarter. Here's Conley, left wing Bogdanovich into the corner, O'Neal. O'Neal guarded by Edwards. He'll kick it back up top to Conley. Conley now gets a screen from O'Neal, now switched on to by Edwards. Going between the legs, will pull up from the left wing. That's nothing but net. Mike Conley cuts the Timberwolves' lead back down to four. Here is Beverly, hands it off Edwards' right wing, drives right, back to Beverly. Beverly now guarded by O'Neal. He's looking for Edwards. He gets the post up on Conley. Draws two. Tries to find Vanderbilt, but the pass was off the mark and uh, actually hit the baseline, so that'll be out of bounds back to the Jazz. Yeah, Beverly uh, only shooting 34% from three, but actually doing a really good job at the rim, 68%, and I mentioned that 50% from short mid-range. Has, uh, has helped him be a pretty good contributor on offense as O'Neal gets the ball in the right corner, and he drills a triple. So back-to-back -back threes for the Jazz, and the Timberwolves' lead shrinks to 1, 12-11, 8-15 to go in the first. Here's Towns with the ball in the right wing, switched on to by Bogdanovich. He'll back down onto the right block. Now gets doubled momentarily, picks up his dribble, throws it cross-court to Beverly. He catches it, 5 on the shot clock, guarded by Conley. Drives right, gets into the paint. Conley pokes it from behind. And it'll be out of bounds off of the Jazz with just 2.4 left on the shot clock. As Beverly will inbound it, I believe, in that uh, right in that uh, corner area, far side. Trying to get it in. Looking, looking. Finally gets it to Towns. A beautiful play by Towns. A tap right back to Beverly. Got an open three in the corner. Airballed it and looks like he is maybe called for. That's either, that might be a shot clock violation is what that is. Beverly thought he was fouled on the play. But a beautiful pass there from Towns realizing that both guys would go to him and knowing that he had enough time to pass that to Beverly to get the open look. Here is Conley with the ball dribbling to the right wing. Up top to Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen from Gobert. Splits the double. Beautiful Euro step and then blows the layup, but he drew the foul. Great athleticism there from Mitchell. And that's something Minnesota has done a little bit more of this season is, uh, is show with their bigs a little bit higher on pick and rolls. Similar to how, you know, Denver occasionally does it with, with Nikola Jokic. And that split there from Mitchell is a great way to attack that, especially if that big, you know, comes out a little bit too far and maybe shows a little bit too much uh, horizontally and allows that little gap between uh, the, the man that is guarding the ball handler that's still trying to get over the screen and that, uh, and that big that's helping. So the first free throw is up and in from Mitchell. We are knotted up at 12, 7.45 to go in the first. Second free throw is good. So Utah takes a one-point lead here, 13-12, to 12, as Vanderbilt will bounce that into Beverly. Beverly will pick it up near half court. Throws it left side to Edwards, guarded by O'Neal. Edwards throws it up top to Towns. Towns switched on to by Bogdanovich. He'll dribble left, puts it up, and puts it in. A beautiful friendly roll there on the left-hand drive, and the Timberwolves 
take a one-point lead. Here's Mitchell. Pull-up three is pure. Donovan Mitchell gives the Jazz back the advantage. 16-14, 7-17 to go. And I should say, I should mention that uh, it's not actually a switch with Bogdanovich on Towns. That's the, that's the matchup as the Jazz are electing to, probably rightfully so, put Gobert on Vanderbilt as Torian Prince hits a left corner three to give the Timberwolves the lead again, 17-16. And then on the other end, Prince takes a charge on a right-hand Mitchell drive. So back-to-back -back plays there from Torian Prince. I don't know about that call. Didn't look like uh, he fully got there, but uh, able to cut off Mitchell enough to, to get that uh, get that whistle. Here is Beverly with the ball. Throws it left wing to Edwards. Edwards finds Towns at the top of the key. He'll back down on Bogdanovich. Picks up his dribble. Now back out to Beverly. Beverly drives left, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Torian Prince fakes the right corner three, now puts it up. No good. Rebound Gobert. He'll hand it off to O'Neal. O'Neal dribbles to the top of the key, throws it right wing. Bogdanovich wide open for a triple, and he nails it. So we've had a, a three-point fest here in the last couple of minutes, and the Jazz reclaim the lead, 19-17, 6.28 to go in this first half. Beverly again. With the pick and roll with Vanderbilt, drives left, puts up a right-hand floater, and gets it to go. Something that uh, he obviously has uh, has has uh, put some work in on that maneuver. And it's showing here in this first quarter. Here's Mitchell, drives right of the lane and puts up the left-handed shot on the right side of the basket and gets it to go. Beautiful sort of sneak move there, jumping off the wrong foot to get that layup in in front of the contest. Here's Beverly, another floater, finally misses one. Here is Mitchell with the rebound. He'll kick it to Ingles, left wing into the corner. Bogdanovich, his triple, no good. Rebound to Prince. Prince will push it for the Timberwolves. Frantic pace here. Here's Beverly now on the left wing. Up top to Anthony Edwards, wide open for three. Drills it. Anthony Edwards gives Minnesota a 22-21 advantage. Five and a half to go in the first. Here is Mitchell with the ball for the Utah Jazz. Gets a screen from Gobert going left. Pull up three off the heel. Rebound Prince. He'll hand it to Beverly. Beverly on the left side now dribbles towards the top. Hands it to Towns. Towns guarded by Bogdanovich. Gets doubled. Kicks it to Prince in the corner. Now Prince will step back on Gobert. A three ball is pure. Torian Prince drills one over the French rejection. And the Timberwolves lead up to four. Here's Bogdanovich. Drives baseline. Beautiful finish with the left hand. But uh, they're going to call a foul on the floor before the shot. Bogdanovich can't believe it. As a Leandro Balmero checking into the ballgame for the Timberwolves as well as Malik Beasley. Balmero playing in large part due to uh, the absence of, of D'Angelo Russell as out of the timeout, a miscommunication by the Timberwolves not matched up and... Bogdanovich gets a wide-open layup off a simple pass where he was right under the rim. Here is Balmero, gets a screen from Towns, gets into the paint. His pass is stolen by O'Neal. Three-on-one, O'Neal finds Rudy Gay, who just checked in, and he finishes with the right hand off the glass. So we are all knotted up at 25, 4.37 to go in this opening period. Here is Anthony Edwards on the left wing, guarded by O'Neal, looking for Carl Anthony Towns. Guarded by Bogdanovich, who fronts. Now Towns is doubled, gets it into Balmero. He's doubled onto the rim, now kicks it out. Beasley into the right corner, Prince's three. Yes, Torian Prince 
with his second from downtown of the Timberwolves go back by, go back up by three. Here is Mitchell with the ball at the top. Beautiful crossover. Balmero, though, sticks with him. Now a beautiful in-and-out move. Gets all the way to the rim. Finishes with the right hand on the left side. Off the backboard and in. Beautiful in-and-out. Shook Balmero out of his shoes. Here is Carl Anthony Towns. Left elbow back to Balmero. No one's guarding him at the moment, but uh, it doesn't take the shot. Balmero back to Cat. Facing up on Bogdanovich. Drives baseline. And Bogdanovich draws the offensive foul. Towns tried that little sweep-through move to get baseline, but uh, lowered his shoulder seemingly there, and uh, that seems to be a good call. With uh, Rudy Gobert out of the game now as well, uh, you know, the uh, the Jazz sticking with that Bogdanovich on, on Towns matchup, despite the fact that Rudy Gay is effectively their center at the moment. Here is Mitchell, a beautiful spin move around Torian Prince and finishes with the reverse. And then Torian Prince throws it off the foot, I believe, of Towns. And that will be a turnover. The ball will go back to the Jazz as we've got a timeout on the floor with the score. The Utah Jazz 29, the Minnesota Timberwolves 28 with uh, 28 with 3.32 to go in this uh, opening quarter. I'm going to try to pull up the uh, the box score here for the game so I can uh, update you with that as we uh, as we go along. And I will also attempt to uh, keep you updated on all the scores from around the NBA. A 13-game night this evening. That's always fun where you've got uh, the majority of the teams in the league all playing. So in the first quarter, the Jazz as a team shot 11 of 15 from the field, 73.3%, including 5 of 9 from downtown, 2 of 2 from the charity stripe, 6 assists and 3 turnovers for the Jazz. Foul-wise, foul uh, only one player committed a foul in that first quarter for Utah. That was Donovan Mitchell. But uh, Mitchell also leading the way from an individual perspective with 14 on 5 of 7, shooting 2 of 4 from 3 and two of two from the charity stripe. For the Timberwolves, they're also red hot. 12 of 16 in that opening quarter for 75% from the field, four of six from three. And uh, they've got six assists and four turnovers in that opening quarter and leading the way, a pretty balanced effort. Torian Prince with nine points. He's got actually three uh, three-pointers already. And uh, eight for Patrick Beverly, six of which, of course, coming on those uh, those three floaters. Again, Prince coming into the game just 29% from downtown, so Minnesota certainly would benefit from him starting to shoot the ball a little bit better. Well, and I think Beverly, you know, I, I mentioned shooting just 34% from three this season, but uh, his ability to attack off the dribble and just make the right play, and, and you know, he's still, despite that percentage from three, is still a threat. Teams respect him out there. You know, just, uh, just having that on offense, I think, does wonders for this Minnesota team, especially without 
without the, the likes of D'Angelo Russell. Mitchell on a, a hot run in terms of just uh, his individual scoring has scored 30-plus points in three straight games as we're about ready to get uh, the second quarter started. Or excuse me, my, my apologies. We're, we've still got 3.32 left of the first as, uh, as Eagles gets it into uh, to, to Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell tries to find Rudy Gay, and Vanderbilt able to get his hands on it, but Gay picks it back up. Now back to Mitchell on the left side. Mitchell guarded by Vanderbilt on a switch. Crosses over, gets to the paint. Beautiful pass out to Clarkson. Right wing triple is no good. Rebound Balmero. Really thought Mitchell was in a tough position there, having left his feet, but was able to find the shooter. Here's Carl Anthony Towns with a trail three. That one's off the mark. Rebound Ingles. He'll get it to O'Neal right wing. Now into the corner, guarded by Towns. O'Neal back up top to Gay. Over to Ingles. Now hands it off to Clarkson on the left side. Now dribbles towards the top. Guarded by Balmero. Little dribble move between his legs, and the three-pointer is in and out. Rebound Beasley. Beasley will... Dribble it towards the top. We'll hand it back up top to Towns. Towns hand off to Edwards. Right side. Pull up three. Is off the front of the iron. Rebound O'Neal. It's O'Neal, Clarkson, Mitchell, Ingles, and Gay for the Jazz. Here is Mitchell. Pull up three right wing. Nothing but net. Donovan Mitchell really hot shooting to begin. He's now six of eight with 17. Here is Balmero. Gets a screen from Towns going left. Picks up his dribble. Back up top to Towns. Right wing Edwards. Edwards now will get a screen from Cat. Now we'll pull it back out with Clarkson guarding him. Seven on the shot clock. Now drives into the paint. Double clutches. Has it blocked from behind. Picked up by Balmero. Left corner. And he is bumped by Rudy Gay. So that will reset the shot clock as uh, they were down to just 2.9. I apologize about uh, the mistake uh, claiming it was the end of the first quarter. I guess the score maybe confused me. 29-28 is a pretty uh, typical End of first quarter score, but we still had uh, about a quarter left of the first. Real hot start for both both teams in this one. Here's Towns, throws it up top of Kogi, and he nails the triple. That's just his third three on the season, Josh Kogi. He's now three of, three of 14. So big shot there, and the Timberwolves lead Back by one, 33-32, 140 to go in the first. Here's Rudy Gay, right wing triple. That one's in and out. Rebound Vanderbilt, he'll get it to Balmera. Up top to Towns. Towns on the run, goes left, challenges Gobert, and draws the foul. That's the one thing that I think Towns does a pretty good job of is he catches it, and if he's got the look, he'll fire away with no hesitation if he feels like his defender has a... Uh, you know, he's respecting his shot a little too much, and it's a little too high on the floor. He trusts his speed, his athleticism, and he just gets it and goes. And that time, able to uh, get a half a step on Gobert and force the, the bump and get two free throws. First one from Towns is up and in. So we are all tied up at 32. minute and a half to go in this opening stanza. Second one is up and good as well. So Minnesota reclaims the lead, 33-32. Here's Ingles with the basketball for the Jazz going from left to right here in this first quarter. 
Ingles up top to Gobert, throws it left side to Rudy Gay. He tries to get it back to Gobert on the roll, and uh, it was a little bit off the mark and off the fingertips of Rudy and out of bounds back to Minnesota. Apparently Gobert with an NBA record 58 straight games with uh, field goal percentages of 50% or better. Here's Balmero, left corner Beasley triple, but we've got an illegal screen on Kogi as uh, he tried to set the pin down for, uh, for Beasley to get that look. So Utah gets it back, trailing by one, a minute 10 to go in this opening quarter. Here is Conley with the basketball, guarded by Okogie. Hands it to Gay, right back to Conley. Now he'll get a screen from Gobert going right, pulls up at the top. That one's well short. Towns taps it and picked up by Beasley, who will push it to the right wing. Now we'll hesitate, drive baseline, and it's going to be called for an offensive foul as he pushed off on Jordan Clarkson to, to get that look off. And uh, Chris Finch not too pleased with that. Yeah, that's one of those where Clarkson, Clarkson put his hand on the offensive player, and that's what led to the push-off, but they're almost always going to get the retaliation there. As Clarkson at the top throws it right wing, Conley dribbles left, gets into the paint. Throws in the corner to Gay. Gay drives right. Beautiful defense there from McDaniels. Gay will fire a contested three at the end of the shot clock. That's no good. Rebound Towns. He'll get it to Beasley. Into the corner on the left side of Balmero. Back to Beasley on the wing. His three off the heel. Fight for the rebound. It's tipped and picked up by Gobert. Gobert will hand it to Conley, and we've got the shot clock turned off here for the Jazz. They'll take the final shot of the quarter as we've got 15 seconds remaining. Ingles with it now on the right side near the Target Center logo. Throws it left side to Conley. A beautiful pass to Gobert, and he is fouled with 5.8 seconds to go in the first. That's a great tactic against that uh, aggressive pick-and-roll defense where they show two on the ball. Is you have the If you set the screen on the right side, you just make a quick pass to the left and uh, you know where you can actually make the pass because the, the pass to the roll man is blocked by a set of four arms there. Uh, but if you throw it to the opposite side of the floor, then that player has the passing angle to find the roll man and uh, Conley able to get it to Gobert and to force the foul as Gobert knocks down the first free throw. So he's got one more, and Minnesota will get one more crack at it here before the end of the period. Second one from Gobert is good as well. So Utah leads it 34-33. Towns gets it into Balmero. He'll push it. Gets it over the timeline. Gets the line to the lane. Puts it up over Conley and off the backboard. No good. Just a little too strong there. And that will end the period. So the Jazz take a one-point lead and head into the second quarter as both teams, again, with really hot shooting. Minnesota 13 of 22 from the field, 61.9%. And Utah... 12 of 21 for 57.1% here. So let's take a look at uh, some scores from around the NBA tonight. The Washington Wizards are playing at uh, in Detroit against the Pistons, and Detroit currently leads at 69-66 with 7.51 to go in the third quarter. The Sixers leading the Hornets on the road, 58-56, with 9.13 to go in the third in that one. And, of course, Charlotte dealing with a bunch of uh, players on the uh, the COVID protocols. The Cleveland Cavaliers 
So far, blowing out the Chicago Bulls, Cleveland up 78-57. to And as far as I know, uh, DeRozan is also out in that one for Chicago. So uh, big, uh, big absence there for the Bulls and the Cavs uh, handling their business at home. The uh, Indiana Pacers leading the New York Knicks 82-66. to That one's also in the third quarter, 6.33 remaining there. The Milwaukee Bucks on the road leading the Miami Heat 40-38. to That's in the second quarter with 3.38 to go. At halftime, the Toronto Raptors at home leading the Oklahoma City Thunder 64-54. In the first quarter, the Mavericks and the Grizzlies are all tied at 25. And that's got just a second left in that period. Early moments of the second quarter... The, uh, the Denver Nuggets leading the Pelicans 37-35. to And at the end of the first, the Houston Rockets at home leading the Brooklyn Nets 30-23, to but I believe the Nets uh, sitting multiple players in that one, including Kevin Durant. And uh, the Rockets on a bit of a run, I believe a six-game win streak for Houston. Three other games uh, have not started yet. The uh, Sacramento Kings will host the Orlando Magic at 10 o'clock Eastern. The Golden State Warriors will host the Portland Trailblazers also at 10. And the nightcap, the Boston Celtics traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers at 10.30. As we're about to, to get started with the second quarter here. Again, Minnesota going from right to left in the period. Nas Reed with the basketball, hands it off to Beasley. Beasley drives left of the lane, pulls up from 10. That one rims in and out. Rebound, Gobert. It's Gobert, Ingles, Conley, Forrest, and Clarkson for the Jazz. Here's Gobert on the roll, spins, kicks it back up top to Conley. Conley now gets a screen going right. Now crosses over, gets left of the lane, has his shot blocked. But Gobert is uh, the man right on the spot. He picks it up and puts it in. Here is McLaughlin for Minnesota. He kicks it over to McDaniels. He'll fire a right wing three. No good. Picked up by Akogi. He'll kick it back to McDaniels. Ten on the shot clock. He puts up a little five-foot floater over Gobert. No good. Rebound. Rudy. He'll kick it up to Conley. It's McLaughlin, Reed, McDaniels, Akogi, and Beasley for the Timberwolves. Here's Clarkson right wing triple. That's offline. Rebound. McDaniels. He'll get it to Beasley. Beasley gets a screen, gets the line to lane, will challenge Gobert, and that's not going to work. Gobert with the rejection, and now Utah has a five on four. Ingles, right corner, triple is good. So defense leading to offense there for the Jazz, and they lead it 39-33, 10 minutes and 34 seconds to go in this first half. McDaniels gets another open look in the left corner, rattles in, out, and back in. So McDaniels shooting the ball with confidence there. Again, not shooting it great this season, 29%, but uh, firing him up. Here is Forrest with the basketball for the Jazz. Hands it off to Ingles. Left wing to Conley. His triple is off the heel. Rebound Reed. He'll get it to McLaughlin. McLaughlin will dribble it over the timeline into the front court over the left wing. Now up to the top. Gets a screen from Reed. Now kicks it out. Beasley, top of the key triple. That's offline. McDaniels flying in there. Had an opportunity to save it, but elected not to. And maybe that was the right decision there because you don't want to save it to the other team and then be behind the play and give them a 5-on-4. 
as this is Trent Forrest handling the point guard duties for the Utah Jazz here at the early stages of the second quarter. Kicks it to Ingles, left wing Clarkson, back up top Ingles, guarded by McDaniels. Now it'll wait a screen from Gobert, skip pass to Gay, step back three right corner, off the back of the iron, fight for the rebound, it's picked up by Akogi. Akogi will push it, dribbles with his left hand to the line, to the line, that's an air ball, rebound Gobert. Gobert hands it off to Ingles. Ingles will jog it up into the front court to the left wing. Guarded by McDaniels, throws it right side to Clarkson. He's awaiting a screen from Gobert. Now throws it left side. Ingles, another skip pass to Forrest. Forrest fakes the three, drives in, puts up a five-foot floater, and gets it to go. So Forrest on the board now, and the Jazz lead 41-36 as we're under nine minutes to go in this second quarter. Here's McLaughlin for Minnesota, getting a screen from Reed. Wide open for three. Off the mark. Again, McLaughlin struggling from downtown this season. Just 3 of 16 coming in. Here is Clarkson with the ball for the Jazz. Now again, calling for a Gobert screen near the top. We'll get it going right. We'll pull up from the right wing. That triple is good. The Jazz off to a good start here in the second quarter, and their lead has ballooned to 8. Here is Reed at the top of the key, guarded by Rudy Gay. Hands it off to McLaughlin. McLaughlin awaiting Beasley going off a couple of screens, kicks it into Reed, into the right corner. Akogi's triple is good. So Josh Akogi, having hit two threes all season, has hit two tonight. Here is Forrest with the basketball right wing for Utah. Gets a screen from Gobert, throws it left side, Ingles. Right short corner, or excuse me, left short corner to Gay. He's backing down on Akogi. Akogi tries to draw the charge, but the referees weren't having it. And Gay open there for the easy layup. Here is Nas Reed at the top. Goes behind the back, but it's stolen by Gay. Gay read the move. Here is Forrest, left side. Clarkson open three in transition, and he drills it. And the Utah Jazz's lead is up to 10 as they've come out. In the second quarter, and outscored the Timberwolves 15-6 in the period to take this 10-point edge. 7.37 to go in the second, and uh, we've got a timeout for Minnesota. Again, this is, uh, you're listening to the podcast, Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouquet. I'll be here with you for the entirety of this game between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves, including during commercial breaks. If you've got any uh, questions or comments or anything you'd like me to, to discuss on the broadcast, feel free to uh, message me on Twitter, at Garrett Bouquet. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. Be happy to talk about uh, any team or any player here. If you've never listened to the pod, I urge you to check it out. Duncan Dynasty is a, a weekly podcast. We usually air episodes on Wednesdays. And uh, last week, Corbin and I did an episode uh, basically doing uh, tiers of the NBA and ranking teams into five separate categories. That one's still pretty interesting if you want to go, if you haven't listened to that one yet. Uh, plan on in the coming weeks to do some more uh, individual team analysis. Did one on the, the Cavs earlier, as well as the Raptors earlier on in the season. So, uh, again, keep an eye out for that. Would appreciate uh, any uh, any of you subscribing, rating, and reviewing the pod. That's uh, that's much appreciated. Helps uh, helps us grow here. 
And, uh, you know, Corbin Ford, also a co-host on the pod. He's with me regularly. And uh, he does a lot of great work with his uh, podcast as well, Round Ball Ramble. So uh, be sure to check that out. I did a piece on uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers rookie Evan Mobley that I have as my pinned tweet on Twitter. You can check that out on my uh, on my pop culture blog. Also, uh, I'm in the process. Uh, should come out here in the next week or two of uh, working on a uh, an article on another rookie, a Toronto Raptors rookie, Scotty Barnes. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, this has been a very fun, uh, offensively-oriented game so far. And Beverly has uh, provided a burst for the Minnesota offense, but uh, the, the Timberwolves struggling offensively all season long without Carl Anthony Towns on the floor, and they've been struggling here in the early moments of the second period while he's on the pine. As uh, the Timberwolves coming out of the timeout, going from right to left, seven and a half minutes to go in this second quarter. Timberwolves trailing by 10, and Utah looks like they're coming out in a little bit of a zone here. As the ball thrown into Nas Reed on the right block, he faces up on Rudy Gay, challenges him, misses it, tries to put it back, and it's blocked by Gobert, and we've got a foul. Looks like maybe Nas Reed took a shot to the face. I didn't quite see that, but... Uh, it looked like Gobert, at least the, the block up top was clean. Maybe he came down and and uh, made contact with Reed. Yeah, that's what happened. So Gobert, I believe he got the ball, but then the follow-through caught Reed. Reed uh, getting a towel there, and it looks like the referees are going to go over and look at this for potential flagrant foul. I uh, think that's, uh, you know, it seemed, seemed from the replay I just saw that that was a pretty pretty incidental contact. I think it should probably be a foul, but uh, yeah, nothing malicious in that whatsoever. Yeah, Rudy Gobert not, uh, not known as a, as a dirty player. Yeah, there is there is a good deal of contact. Looks like maybe an elbow from Gobert to the mouth of Reed, and he's still uh, he's holding a towel to uh, his uh, a couple of his teeth there. Hopefully, they're all uh, still intact. So 17 left to go, 7 16 left to go in this first half. Utah leading at 49 to 39, and in large part due to that, uh, this uh, 15 to 6 start here in the four plus minutes of the second quarter. It's Beasley, Edwards, McLaughlin, Reed, and Vanderbilt for the Timberwolves here. As Edwards gets a screen from Vanderbilt, now throws it left side to Reed. Reed driving on Bogdanovich, goes across the lane, right-hand sweeping hook, no good, gets his own rebound, can't finish, fight for it, and it's picked up by Rudy Gay. Here comes Donovan Mitchell again, the Jazz going small with Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Gay, and Clarkson. Gay 
off of a drive from Mitchell. Fires a right wing triple. That one's off the mark. Rebound Beasley. Beasley will push it up into the front court. Throws it right side McLaughlin. McLaughlin tries to throw a cross quarter to Reed, but it's picked off by Gay. Gay throws it up ahead to O'Neal. O'Neal didn't realize McLaughlin was behind him in the corner. McLaughlin able to pick it and get the save. Here he comes in transition, has the ball poked away by O'Neal, and it'll be out of bounds to Minnesota. But uh, a little bit uh, lackadaisical there from O'Neal as uh, he got the pass from Gay in transition, had an opportunity to be aggressive and attack the rim, instead tried to dribble it out, but didn't realize McLaughlin was chasing him from behind. And now McLaughlin and Beasley will take a seat. As uh, Beverly and Prince checking back in for Minnesota. Out of the, out of the uh, inbounds, the ball is finds Prince on the right wing. His three is no good. Rebound Vanderbilt, who then finds Reed, and he is fouled. So Utah without Gobert and also, uh, you know, no, I believe no, uh, no Hassan Whiteside tonight either. They, uh, they have been forced kind of to, to go with these small ball units. And Vanderbilt, one of the very best offensive rebounders in the NBA. 13.1% offensive rebound rate for Vanderbilt as Reed knocks down the first free throw, which is in the 90th percentile for his position. So that is the one thing that he does really well offensively is attack the offensive glass as a Reed knocking down both. Utah 49, Minnesota 41 here with uh, 6.15 to go in the second. Mitchell jogs it up into the front court. Now at the top of the key, gets a screen from Gay. Dribbling right, right of the lane. A beautiful little fake spin move. Gets all the way under the rim, but can't finish. Rebound Beverly. Beverly now will cross over, get into the paint. Puts it up with the left hand and in. Beautiful move from Beverly. He saw Mitchell was uh, overreacting to the screen. Just, uh, just went the other direction and was able to get all the way to the rim. Here's Bogdanovich right corner to O'Neal. Up top to Gay. Left side to Mitchell. He swings it to Clarkson. His three is short. Rebound Vanderbilt. He'll get it to Beverly. Beverly to the left wing. To the free throw line up top. Reed thought about the three. Now will drive left on Bogdanovich. Will back him down. Beautiful little fake spin. And a left-handed push shot off the glass goes. So Minnesota on a 6-0 run. Here's Bogdanovich gets an open look in the right corner, but he can't convert. Rebound Edwards. Can Minnesota continue the streak? Here's Edwards right wing, guarded by Gay. Step back three is good. Anthony Edwards with a big-time triple. And the Timberwolves go on a 9-0 run here to cut the deficit to just one and force the Jazz into a timeout with 5.07 to go in this first half. Beautiful footwork by Nas Reed on that one, attacking the smaller Bogdanovich. And then Anthony Edwards had uh, the, the quote-unquote center of the Jazz guarding him, Rudy Gay, on that possession. Gay backing off a little bit of, in fear of getting blown by off the dribble. Edwards then just steps back and, and takes that triple. And a big stretch there, too, because Carl uh, Anthony Towns was at the scorer's table, and they were able to, the Timberwolves were able to go on that run without him on the floor. I've mentioned the Timberwolves really struggling offensively without, uh, without Cat this season. Minnesota with a 109.8 offensive rating with, uh, with Towns out there, 
and uh, just 103 when he is uh, when he is off the court. Anthony Edwards has been an interesting interesting story this season. I think he's made uh, you know the the obvious uh, improvement he made physically was just that he he grew an inch or two in the off season, which uh, you know I think was pretty significant because at six four he was more a pure two, whereas now at six five six six he's more somebody that can that can kind of swing between the different positions and play a little bit at the three or even the four at times if needed. So uh, you know and he certainly isn't lacking strength. But, uh, you know, he's made major strides along with a lot of this uh, team in terms of the, the defensive side of the ball. He's, uh, you know, he's, even as a rookie, was pretty good in terms of getting steals and deflections without over-gambling, you know. But uh, I think this year as well, his positioning has been better. Uh, his effort has been a little bit better as well. So uh, made, made some good strides there. Offensively, it's still a work in progress, but, uh, you know, shooting 34% on three and uh, 34% from three, and it's on a lot of difficult attempts. I mean, similar to what we just saw right before the, the timeout, step backs, uh, pretty contested looks. So 34% on, on those types of, uh, of shots is, is not too bad. He's at 61% at the rim, which you would expect him to get much better at that. You know, the you're hoping in three or four years that Edwards is just dominant in terms of getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line, and finishing with his strength and athleticism. Uh, so 61%, not great at the moment, but, uh, you know, he uh, he definitely has the willingness to, to get there. And also, you know, when he doesn't get all the way to the rim, he's uh, he's struggled. 32% from short mid-range for Edwards as we're back from, from commercial break. Utah going from left to right here out of the timeout. Here's Clarkson off a pin down from Rudy Gay. His shot is short. Rebound Edwards. Edwards will push it up to the right wing. Now will cross over, gets left, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Prince left wing. Now he'll drive right, gets all the way to the rim. Good contest there from Rudy Gay. Prince misses the shot. Rebound Utah. Here comes Clarkson, five on four, and they're not able to figure it out as Gay will fire a left wing triple. No good. Royce O'Neal, though, with a nice tap out. That gets Clarkson an open look from three, and he misses. It'll be out of bounds to Minnesota. Clarkson has really struggled with his uh, with his shot this season. He's shooting just 30% from downtown and just 28% from above the break threes, and uh, still struggling here tonight as well. Two of eight from downtown. As the ball will be rolled in, Beverly will let it roll. Now picks it up. We'll get a screen from Towns. Now back to Towns in the pick and pop. He'll hand it off to Edwards. Edwards' right wing triple is good. The defense went under there. Edwards made him pay. And Minnesota reclaims the lead, 51-49, as we approach four minutes to go in the opening half. And that also extends the Timberwolves' run to 12-0. Here is Mitchell. Gets a screen from Gobert. Pulls up from three off the heel. Rebound Towns. Towns will push it. To Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt in and out up top towns. Left wing Prince. He'll fire away. That one's an air ball. Rebound Clarkson. Clarkson will push it ahead for Utah. Beautiful hesitation. Gets to the free throw line. And a beautiful dump off pass to Gobert. And he is fouled by Edwards. But another play there from Edwards, you know, isn't going to look good on the statue. It's just going to be a foul. But 
Uh, he, he stuck with Clarkson reasonably well there, and then when Clarkson dished it off, he didn't quit, was able to come over and help and, and prevent the easy dunk for Gobert and at least make him convert a couple at the line. So Gobert with the three-dribble routine puts up the first, and that's off the front of the rim. Mike Conley, Mike Conley checking back into the game for the Jazz, and he'll sub out Jordan Clarkson. So Gobert with one more here to try to cut the Timberwolves' lead to one. And he's got it. So Minnesota 51, Utah 50, 3.38 to go in the second. Here's Beverly, will walk it up over the timeline into the front court. Gets a screen from Edwards, now switched on to by O'Neal. Now will drive right, gets past O'Neal, puts it up off the glass and in, plus the foul. He didn't see much of this uh, sort of aggressive pick-and-roll style from Beverly in his days with the Clippers, but uh, here with Minnesota, especially without D'Lo out there, he's uh, he's showing he can do it a little bit. And uh, I think one thing that he's really liked to do is, you know, reject the screen where the, his defender starts to, you know, anticipate where he's going, and then he just crosses over, goes the other direction and uh, has been able to get to a couple of floaters and that time get all the way to the rim. He can't convert the three-point play, though, and we've got a foul on the rebound. I believe that's going to be on Vanderbilt. So Minnesota 53, Utah 50, 3.26 to go in this opening half. Jazz have cooled off a bit from downtown here in the second quarter. Here's Mitchell. Euro steps in the paint, kicks it out. Bogdanovich left corner, drives in. Beautiful right-hand finish from about three feet. Gets it to go. Here's Vanderbilt in the right short corner, guarded by Gobert, kicks it out to Beverly. Beverly now finds Towns at the free throw line, guarded by Bogdanovich. Towns will back down. Lowers his shoulder, throws a wraparound pass to Vanderbilt, but he just bobbled it. That was a great look from Towns, and in transition, Bogdanovich gets a right-wing triple and drills it. Those are the plays that are just killers, as Vanderbilt, you know, not a very good offensive player there, and showing it as uh, Towns able to draw the double, Vanderbilt wide open, not ready with the hands for the pass, bobbles it. Instead of a layup, you've got a turnover and then a three on the other end. Here is Prince with a basketball left corner, drives right across the lane, can't get it to go. Fight for the rebound picked up by Conley. Conley pressured by Anthony Edwards. Conley now on the left wing, awaiting a screen from Gobert. Now a rejected, goes baseline, finds Bogdanovich on the cut. Free throw line jumper is pure. Boyan Bogdanovich with five straight, and the Jazz have gone on a little run here. I believe a 7-0 spurt for Utah to take a 57-53 edge. Here is Towns with the ball at the top, hands it off Edwards, driving left. Gets to the free throw line, pulls up from there, and drills it. Anthony Edwards with the smooth-looking stroke. And the Timberwolves cut the Jazz lead to two. Here is Mitchell with the ball for Utah on the left sideline. Now towards the top of the key. Crosses over on Edwards, and Edwards bumped him. That'll be a foul on the floor. 
Yeah, beautiful shot uh, by Bogdanovich off of the left corner drive. He had to avoid Towns and kind of was able to hit a little scoop shot with the right hand. Not an easy finish whatsoever. Here is Conley with the ball, gets a screen from Gobert, now gets a rescreen, dribbling left. Throws it right side, Mitchell, five on the shot clock. He'll get a screen from Gobert, pulls up at the top, off the front of the iron, rebound Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt hands it off to Beverly. Beverly now to the top of the key, gets a drag screen, drives right of the lane, back to Towns at the free throw line, back to Beverly, a little push shot is good. Over the outstretched arm of Gobert. I count that four floaters now for Beverly, Beverly that he's connected on tonight. And uh, do we have a we have a foul on Beverly? Maybe was a little too amped up after that last bucket, and that will send the Jazz to the free throw line. You can see why the Timberwolves have missed Beverly, though. And, and uh, you know, obviously he's he's been known throughout his career as a really good defensive player. Oh, it, it looks like it's a tech on Beverly for uh, some taunting there as he got back on D after that bucket. Bogdanovich's technical free throw is good. So Utah gets the lead back 58-57 and possession with 109 to go in the second quarter. But, you know, Beverly, known as a defender, but uh, has provided an offensive spark for Minnesota all season long, and especially tonight. Here is Conley, right wing to Mitchell. Mitchell up top to Bogdanovich. He'll drive right, gets to the elbow, pulls up from there. That one's well short. Rebound, Beverly kicks it to Towns. Towns, one on three, picks up his dribble, finds Vanderbilt, and he bobbled it again. Jared Vanderbilt, you know, great athlete, but, uh, you know, sometimes looks a little clumsy out there. Here is Conley up top, O'Neal, right corner, Bogdanovich fakes the three now up to the wing to Mitchell. His three off the front, fight for the rebound. It's going to be a foul on Gobert. He doesn't like the call as uh, him and Towns were battling it out. 37.2 left in the second, so we'll see if Minnesota is able to Produce a two-for-one here as Gobert will, will take a seat on the bench with his third personal foul. Ball will be inbounded to Ant Edwards. Edwards will pull up, and he was definitely thinking two-for-one, but we've got a what looks like a wet spot of some sort, and so they're going to take the bucket away. Edwards can't believe it because he banked that in. <laughs> but the whistle, I'm guessing, happened even you know before he went into his upward motion. But still, a little bit of an unfortunate break, and also, you would uh, you would hope that the referees just put 37 seconds back on the clock as well, as opposed to you know because now we're down to 31. Oh, and it was Gobert that threw the water bottle down, and that was what caused the stoppage. So that should absolutely be a technical on Rudy Gobert. And Chris Finch is, I think that's what he's telling the officials. Gobert in frustration slams the, the water bottle, which, uh, you know, caused some spillage along the uh, the sideline. 
and he's not going to get a, a technical at all. Now, maybe, I, again, I've got this, uh, I've got my feet on mute, so not sure, but you would think at the very minimum it should be a delay of game on the Jazz. But it looks like they've also put 36.2 back on the clock, which means they're going to take a second off of the clock prior to the inbound. Still trying to get this all sorted here, but uh, after that, uh, after that stoppage, and also, you know, we had a, a foul on Utah just a moment ago. Both teams are now in the bonus, but uh, we'll see if Minnesota's still probably trying to get this two for one here. And yeah, no technical free throws of any sort for Minnesota as Towns will inbound it, gets it into Edwards. Edwards guarded by O'Neal, drives left, step back 20-footer, is pure. Anthony Edwards, with a very difficult shot and uh, executes the two-for-one. There's about a six-and-a-half-second differential. And the Timberwolves also, with that bucket, take the lead, 59-58. So Utah will most likely try to run this down as much as possible. Here is Mitchell, rejects the screen from Gay. Beautiful Euro step around Edwards and finishes with the right hand off the glass. So the Jazz lead it again, 60-59. to 59. Eight seconds on the second quarter game clock. Edwards with the ball at the top. Guarded by O'Neal, going between the legs. Crosses over. Beautiful step-back move. Creates the separation, but can't finish with the shot as it's off the heel. So at the half, it's the Utah Jazz 60 and the Minnesota Timberwolves 59. You can see why uh, Minnesota Timberwolves fans are excited, though, at the the prospect of what Edwards could become. I mean, that play right there, the ball handling, the the separation to get to his shot, and obviously that just very smooth elite athleticism. He makes it look easy at times when he has it going. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously he's got to get better in terms of, uh, you know, his efficiency, which he started the year below 50% true shooting, and as I believe has gotten above that now, but uh, needs to needs to get better, and you would hope uh, at the very least get to, you know, in, in a year or two, get the league average efficiency, if not better, to really uh, become like a, a number two option on a really good team. So halftime stats. Team-wise, the Utah Jazz shooting 46.7%, 22 of 46 from the field, 10 of 31 from three, just 32.3%, 6 of 7 from the charity stripe. They've got uh, 12 assists and just 5 turnovers in that opening half. They lost the rebounding battle to the Timberwolves 25-17. to 17. The Jazz with four steals and three blocks, as well as seven fouls with the, the notable player in foul trouble being Rudy Gobert with those three personals. From an individual perspective, Donovan Mitchell, 19 points, 7 of 13, shooting 3 of 8 from the three-point line, 2 of 2 from the charity strike, just one assist, one rebound, and a turnover for Spider Mitchell. Mike Conley with just five points in his 12 minutes, two of five from the field, two rebounds and two assists, as well as two turnovers for him. 
Rudy Gobert with five points and six rebounds in his 17 minutes. Boyan Bogdanovich providing a, a big boost offensively. He's got 13 points, five of nine from the field, two of five from three, but he also is a minus 10 in his 15 minutes of play. Royce O'Neal in his 17 minutes has three points, two rebounds, five assists, and a, a couple of steals as well as a block. Off the bench for the Jazz, Rudy Gay with four points, two of seven shooting in his 11 minutes. He's also got two steals on the night. Jordan Clarkson, six points, two of eight from the field, all of those three-point attempts, as well as three rebounds. And then Joe Ingles in his 12 minutes, a, uh, a team best plus 11 with three points, two assists, and a rebound for Jingle and Joe. For the Timberwolves, 23 of 49 from the field, 47.9%. Nine of 19 from three which is 47.4%, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. As I mentioned, uh, won the rebounding battle 25-17 to 17 in that first half. They had 11 assists and 10 turnovers, so uh, not the cleanest half of basketball for Minnesota, which, uh, you know, despite shooting better than Utah, that's most, mostly why they, are, they find themselves down by one at the, uh, the halftime interval. Three steals and a block. For, uh, for Minnesota, and uh, nine team fouls, uh, three different guys with two personals, Vanderbilt, Edwards, and Beasley. Scoring-wise, Anthony Edwards leading the way with 15 on 6 of 10 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal, as well as a turnover for Ant. Patrick Beverly with uh, 14 points in his return in just 13 minutes, 7 of 9 shooting, and, uh, you know, actually 7 of 8 from 2 for uh, for Pat Bev. Two rebounds and an assist. Carl Anthony Towns, a very quiet first half for him. Just four points, three rebounds, three assists on one of two shooting. Now, the, the Jazz have been throwing a lot of double teams at him, but uh, still you would expect you would expect Towns to get more than two shot attempts in the half. Jared Vanderbilt. Four points, two of two from the field, three rebounds, assist, and a steal. And again, despite some of his offensive struggles, a couple of those uh, bobbles that he had, he he is not given credit for those turnovers. Those are given to I think one to Towns and maybe one to Edwards on those plays. But uh, those were both turnovers uh, that uh, should be credited to Vanderbilt. But uh, still, in his 15 minutes, he is uh, team high along with Beverly at plus 13. Torian Prince. In, uh, in his 15 minutes, 3 of 8 shooting, 3 of 6 from downtown for 9 points, 3 rebounds, and an assist. Off the bench, not getting a ton of production. Uh, Jaden McDaniels with 3 points, 1 of 3 shooting, a couple of rebounds for him. Ma uh, Malik Beasley, no points, but to 3 rebounds and a couple assists. Beasley over 4 from the field. He's continued to, to struggle with his shot. And then uh, Leandro Balmero as well, playing in large part due to Russell's absence at the moment, which Russell should be back soon as far as I'm aware. But Balmero, zero points, two rebounds, and a turnover in his five minutes of play. Josh Okoge, six points in six minutes, two of three, hit two threes as I mentioned. Uh, I, I'm going to double check because uh, it, it is a shocking stat to suggest this, but uh, as far as I, as far as my research going in, I believe he had hit 
just two threes heading into this game. And uh, he um, <laughs> he has two tonight. So that would be uh, that would be pretty impressive to uh, equal his season total here in uh, one half of basketball. Well, now to check that, I've got to sign in to uh, my Cleaning the Glass account. And uh, they're making me check my email to, to uh, access it. So I will have that stat here momentarily. But yeah, really fun half of basketball, you know, getting good performances from, from Edwards and Mitchell. And, uh, you know, what was sort of the marquee matchup going in with, uh, with, with Carl Anthony Towns and, uh, and Rudy Gobert. Both of them have been relatively quiet thus far and, and haven't had a huge impact on the ball game. But uh, that can always, of course, change in, in the second half. So yeah, now getting in here and checking if Josh Okogie actually had only made two threes coming in. Yes, he was, in fact, two of 15, actually. I think I said two of 13. He was two of 15 coming into tonight's action. That was one of five on above-the-break threes and one of ten on corner threes. And he's two of three so far in this game. So getting some unexpected shooting production from Akogi. Uh, Nas Reed in his seven minutes has four points, three rebounds, and an assist. And uh, Jordan McLaughlin in his six minutes uh, just has one steal and one turnover on 0 of 2 shooting. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Trent Forrest as well in his four minutes had two points. Was a plus nine in those four minutes. Two assists for him in that time. Young player getting uh, getting some unexpected run, I'm guessing, in large part due to the fact that uh, the Jazz just do not have either their second or third th string centers available. So they've had to play Rudy Gay more as the backup center, which frees up another rotation spot in the lineup. So again, this is uh, this is Garrett Bouguet. You're listening to my uh, weekly podcast, Duncan Dynasty. We talk about uh, all things NBA on this pod. We cover the entire league. And uh, this is a special League Pass radio edition where I bring you live play-by-play -play, as well as advanced stats from the website Cleaning the Glass uh, you know, for the entirety of the game, no commercial breaks. So hope you're enjoying it, and we've got a whole uh, second half yet to play. And if you've got any questions or things you want me to talk about here over the next uh, hour, hour and a half, feel free to 
tweet at me at Garrett Bougay. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-B-U-G-A-Y. Also, uh, if you're hoping for more NBA content and thoughts, uh, you can follow me on there. I probably not as active as uh, as a lot of NBA Twitter, but I try to to post some interesting stuff, retweet some interesting stuff that I come across. And of course, you can follow my co-host Corbin Ford at Corbin NBA. That's C O R B A N N B A. And uh, he he's a little bit more active on there than I am, so. Uh, He's a, he's a fun follow as well. But yeah, if you didn't check, uh, check out the episode Corbin and I did on the tiers, which we recorded last week, check that. I'm sure a lot of that stuff is still pretty relevant. We broke down what teams we think are the title favorites about a quarter of the way into the season, what teams we think have, uh, you know, some realistic title aspirations, you know, those title contenders. And then we talked about playoff hopefuls, dangerous playoff teams, teams we think could maybe win a round or two come come postseason. And then also those teams that uh, we expect to be battling it out for uh, the best ping pong ball uh, luck come uh, draft lottery. In future weeks, plan to have a few guys on to do some more uh, individual team analysis. Might, might even have... Uh, a special guest, a first-time guest, to talk about the the Timberwolves here in in the next couple of of weeks. That that would be fun. This team is is very interesting. They're, um, you know, as far as the the quality of the team, they they're probably in terms of the net rating, they are a positive. So maybe slightly better than I thought they would be, and they're better in a very uh, drastically different way than I anticipated. So I think that's just interesting. You know, I expected this team to to win games due to their offense, and it's been the exact opposite. Their offense has been a real struggle sitting at uh, 21st in offensive rating in the NBA. But again, that plus 1.1 net rating coming in, not not too bad. And uh, given the West has not been quite as good this season, that uh, that might be good enough to keep them in the hunt for most of the season to potentially uh, potentially make a playoff spot. Utah, of course, uh, you know, having a having another terrific season. They're currently third in the Western Conference with a 16 and seven record. They're first in offensive rating, eighth in defensive rating, second in net rating behind the Warriors at plus 11.3. They had a great game against the the Cavs. Was their last their last outing on Sunday that came down to the wire. Rudy Gobert had a couple of really impactful plays down the stretch, a really great defensive sequence where he went on the perimeter, then protected the rim and moved his feet well and knocked the ball away from a couple of guys and then also had a ferocious left-hand slam over Jared Allen after he got an offensive rebound. And then the Cavs, who were down one with 20 seconds to go, had a transition opportunity after a Donovan Mitchell missed layup where uh, Mobley was able to get the block, and the Cavs had a five-on-four, and Bickerstaff calls timeout to let the Jazz get set. Uh, the Cavs end up resorting to a very difficult step-back three from, from Darius Garland that uh, was just a little bit short, and the Jazz ended up holding on and winning by one, but that was a really interesting game. The, the Jazz were up 97-82, 
at the uh, first couple of minutes of the fourth, and the Cavs went on a 15-0 run, and then it was kind of back and forth from there. But uh, Utah, again, given that they've got a lot of the same same pieces of this roster from previous years, they've got a lot of chemistry. They've got the same head coach, of course, and Quinn Snyder. So they've got they've got their system down pat, and uh, you know their net rating suggests that this team is going to be again probably in the mid 50s to near 60 wins when it's all said and done as long as you know they stay relatively healthy one of the things that's things that I think is interesting though in regards to this to the jazz sort of playoff hopes is that uh, they've become even more reliant, I believe, on Donovan Mitchell offensively, and that has that has had has happened, of course, in part because Mitchell has become such a great player, but also, you know, the likes of Mitchell and Bogdanovich and Ingles, they're they're aging, so they're not quite as uh, reliable of guys in terms of just putting the ball in their hands consistently. So, you know, the likes of Conley, his usage is down from 25.7 to 22.1. Bogdanovich's usage is down slightly. Ingles' usage is down from 18.5 to 14.1 as we're about to get started with the fourth quarter. Or excuse me, with the third quarter. So, and and Donovan Mitchell's usage is about the same. I think it's uh, 0.3% down. But uh, pretty much he's stayed put and everybody else around him for this Jazz team, their usage is a little bit down. Here is Edwards with the ball at the top of the key, guarded by Bogdanovich. Minnesota going from left to right to start this third quarter. Beautiful crossover by Edwards, gets to the paint, but can't finish over the outstretched arm of, Go of Gobert. And then Towns with the rebound, but he misses a point-blank layup. Here's Mitchell with a left-wing three in transition. No. O'Neal with the rebound. Towns has still not gotten back. Here is Bogdanovich, a left corner three, and he hits it. So Towns with the... Uh, Easy point-blank layup off of his offensive rebound. Can't get it, and Utah gets a three. But then Towns with the answer, the trail three at the top of the key, and he makes it Utah 63, Minnesota 62 as we approach one minute gone by here in the third quarter. Here's Conley with the ball left wing, up top to O'Neal. O'Neal back to Conley. Now Conley guarded by Edwards. Eight on the shot clock. Conley throws it to O'Neal. Now into the left corner to Mitchell. Mitchell, three on the shot clock, will drive baseline, gets under the rim, kicks it to Bogdanovich, and uh, the shot clock will run out. So that's a shot clock violation. Mitchell just, uh, you know, didn't really know the situation there and passed it with about one-tenth of a second left on the shot clock. Here is uh, Beverly tries to throw the lob to Vanderbilt, and uh, he's going to be fouled by Gobert as uh, Vanderbilt went up for the lob. Looked like Gobert... Maybe grabbed his uh, his right arm as he tried to, as Vanderbilt tried to catch that with the left. But uh, because Vanderbilt did not have possession, that'll be an on the floor foul. Oh yeah, absolutely, that's a great call as Gobert actually put his arm on Vanderbilt's shoulder and prevented him from rising up, and that's a big one because that's Gobert's fourth personal. So the Jazz again going with a small lineup with Rudy Gay at the five, and Bogdanovich matched up on Towns. Here is Beverly's step back three is no good. Rebound Mitchell. Mitchell will dribble it up to the top of the key, crosses over on Prince, gets all the way to the rim, finishes with the right hand off the glass on the left-hand side. 
So the Jazz lead at 65-62, 10-15 to go in the third. Here's Edwards, ball on the right wing. Pulls up for three. That's good. Got a screen from Vanderbilt. And the Jazz kind of left, uh, maybe had a miscommunication there. Edwards was wide open, and he knocks the game up at 65. Here's Conley, gets a screen from O'Neal. He pulls from three and hits. That time, Towns didn't get out quick enough, and Conley had the space. Here is Beverly at the top of the key, guarded by Gay. Tries to throw it into Towns. He's quickly doubled. Kicks it. Edwards, left wing triple. Off the heel. Fight for the rebound. Vanderbilt got his hands on it, but couldn't haul it in. And it'll go out of bounds. Back to the Jazz. Mitchell has really worked on his handle, and that crossover is, is quite deadly at this stage of his career. Here's Bogdanovich, right wing three, over Towns again, and he hits it. So Utah again going small, which you'd think would be a big mismatch for Towns on Minnesota's side of the court when they have possession, but instead the Jazz have been able to take advantage of Towns on defense and, and hit a couple of threes with him being wary of the drive. But Towns on the other end now getting a foul called on Bogdanovich as Bogdanovich being very physical, trying to front Towns, frustrate him a little bit. Ball now inbounded to Towns on the left elbow, guarded by Bogdanovich, facing up now, spins in the paint, gets all the way to the rim, can't finish though, got right there to the bucket, and it rolled off the rim. Here's Mitchell, throws it left corner to O'Neal, and it looks like it was, it appeared it was kicked, but uh, the referee says no, the ball just bounced on the sideline, so it'll go back to the Timberwolves. Here is Beverly, tries to find a cutting Edwards, but that pass was a little bit forced. Four on one here for Utah, Bogdanovich, Pulls up for a right-wing three. That's well short. Mitchell with the rebound. Kicks it back to Bogdanovich in the right corner. Fakes the three as Vanderbilt goes by. Shoots it. And that one's well short again. And in transition, Prince is fouled by Conley. So Bogdanovich really poor there with, you know, what looked like a three-on-one, maybe even a four-on-one, goes for the three. And, uh... Missed it badly, and then Mitchell able to get him another look. He was wide open after the shot fake again and, and missed it well short a second time. Here is Beverly, right wing, gets it into Towns. He's quickly doubled, finds Vanderbilt, but the ball poked away by Mitchell. Mitchell gets it to Conley, and Conley is fouled. Another Euro foul in transition. One of the things that hopefully the NBA will fix here in, in the offseason. But Vanderbilt, another great opportunity inside, got a pass wide open, but kept the ball down low, allowed Mitchell to sneak in there, a small player, and, and strip him down low. Here is Conley at the top of the key, gets a screen from Gay, puts up a floater with the right hand, no good. Rebound Prince. Prince will push it, crosses over to the line, the lane, Euro steps Bogdanovich, puts it up with the left hand, no good. Rebound Rudy Gay. Now, Torian Prince down behind the play. We've got a five-on-four. Conley drives in, gets it to O'Neal, who lays it up and in on the left side off the glass, and the Jazz lead extends to eight, 73-65, with 8.14 to go in the third quarter. And much like the second quarter, where the Jazz got off to a uh, an early 15-6 edge in that period before Minnesota ultimately tied the quarter at the end, 26-all, the Jazz have gotten off to another hot start in this second half with a 13-6 burst here uh, in, in about three and a half minutes or so.
But yeah, Mike Conley on that last possession missing that floater, but he's been very, very good with that this season, getting back to his days in uh, in Memphis where that uh, that offhand, that right-hand floater was just so, so deadly. Conley, 32% of his attempts coming in the short mid-range. He's hitting 56% of those shots coming into tonight. Also, Conley, uh, 55% of his shot attempts coming from beyond the arc, and he's hitting 47% of those. So uh, really shooting the vast majority of his shots either as floaters or threes and hitting a preposterous percentage of them, which is a little disappointing why his usage rate is is down. Like, he's he's having such a good season. I, I would like to see him maybe take a little bit more of a, a role and, and a bit, of, bit more of the load on, on the offensive end and not have this team be so reliant on Donovan Mitchell. I mentioned Jordan Clarkson's struggles offensively, shooting just 30% from three. He's really been the only Jazz man that has struggled offensively. Of course, the Jazz number one in offense for a reason. Rudy Gobert shooting 80% at the rim, which is a career high, and, and he's set a career high in accuracy at the basket for four straight years now. And uh, also, on the defensive end, he, Rudy Gobert having a career high 33.6% defensive rebound rate and a career low foul percentage of just 2.6%. But Bogdanovich shooting well from three at 41% this season. Ingles shooting 41% from three. O'Neal shooting 40%. Rudy Gay at 49% on you know a lower sample because he missed some time, but 22 of 45. And uh, really, you know, it's Clarkson and also Donovan Mitchell himself that have uh, not been as good from three this year. Mitchell at 34% after being at 39% last season as we're back from commercial break. Minnesota with the ball going from left to right here in the third quarter. It's Beverly, Edwards, Towns, Beasley, and Vanderbilt for the Timberwolves. Towns gets the ball at the free throw line against Bogdanovich, backs him down, continues to back him down, and puts up a right-hand jump hook off the glass and in. That's what you'd like to see a little bit more of from, from Cat with the mismatch. Here's Conley. Gets a screen from Rudy Gay going right. Hesitates. Now back to Gay on the pick and pop. Gay dribbles to his right hand. Step back jumper is off the mark. Rebound Towns. He'll get it to Beverly. Beverly will push it left side. Beasley fakes the three as the ball poked away from behind by Conley. And then Gay will try to pass it to Mitchell. It's a turnover, but there was another Euro foul in transition on Minnesota. So uh, Utah will, will get it back. Yeah, you know, if Utah doesn't double, which they have been showing Towns a lot of doubles, especially the Vanderbilt's man. But uh, that time, Towns able to just back down Bogdanovich, and, and once he lowers his shoulder and, and puts the shot up, Bogdanovich has no chance to uh, contest it. Here is Conley, gets a screen from Gay up top to Mitchell. He'll take the top of the key, triple, and uh, that's pure. Donovan Mitchell extends the Jazz lead to 76-67 as we approach seven minutes to go in the third. Here's Edwards. Side step three off the front of the iron. Rebound Donovan. He'll push it up over the timeline into the front court. Gets a screen from Gay. Throws it left corner to Bogdanovich. 
Left wing to Gay, guarded by Towns. Gay will drive to the line of the lane. Euro steps, and Towns just ripped it from him. Here comes Minnesota, four on three. Here is Beverly, gets into the paint, finds Vanderbilt out Edwards' right wing. Step back three, off the mark. Rebound, Bogdanovich pokes it to Mitchell. Now three on three. Mitchell drives left of the lane, puts it up off the glass and in with the right hand, plus the foul on Edwards. So we've had, uh, again, a pretty frantic pace in this one. And this time Mitchell able to attack Edwards. Edwards trying to go for the strip there. Got a little piece of Mitchell's arm and, uh, and Mitchell able to show the strength and, and concentration to, to finish that one. Mitchell now up to 26 on the night, 10 of 17 from the field. Free throw is up and in. So the Jazz lead is now a dozen, six and a half to go in the third. It's Beverly, Vanderbilt, Edwards, Towns, and Beasley for Minnesota. It's O'Neal, Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, and Gay for the Jazz. Here is Towns driving in on Bogdanovich. O'Neal coming from the top and stripping it away, but it goes out of bounds. It will remain with Minnesota. Minnesota has really prioritized posting up Towns right at the free throw line, and now they take the Timberwolves take Vanderbilt out and put McDaniels in. As the ball inbounded by Edwards, far sideline gets it to Towns. Towns throws it left corner, Beverly. He drives on Conley. A little sweeping hook with the right hand gets it to go. Patrick Beverly showing us all of the tools of the tool set tonight. Here is Conley, right wing Bogdanovich up top to Conley again. 12 on the shot clock, throws it left side to Mitchell. Mitchell guarded by Edwards. Now looks like he wants to isolate. Dribbling over the left wing, sidestep triple. That one's way off the mark. Picked up by Gay, but uh, can't corral it, and the shot clock will expire as that, uh, that triple from Mitchell did not hit the rim. You don't see too many of those real stagnant possessions on offense from the Utah Jazz with their system. Or yeah, and, and you know, you got to give credit there a little bit to Minnesota. They've they've uh, they've shown moments of a pretty solid D tonight. Here's Beverly throws it left block to Towns. He'll back down on Gay again. Pretty big mismatch. Lowers his shoulder, gets all the way to the rim, and can't finish. But he draws the foul, allowing a lot of physicality both ways are these officials tonight. And yeah, it looked like initially Gay actually did get ball, but then as uh, as Towns continued the shot, then Gay hit him on the uh, the left forearm. I'm sure Utah fans would say, well, that was most likely an offensive foul on Towns, lowering the shoulder to to get to the rim and, and to knock Gay off balance initially. First free throw from Towns is up and in. Utah 79, Minnesota 70, 531 to go in the third. Towns with one more. And that one's off the iron and drops. So those two free throws cut the Jazz lead to eight. Minnesota 6 of 7 from the line. Utah 7 of 8 on the night. Here's Mitchell with the ball at the top of the key. Switched on to by Edwards. Now switched on to by Beasley. Tries to find a slipping O'Neal, but it's picked off by Edwards. Edwards in transition, gets all the way to the rim, has the ball poked away, but he's fouled. 
I wasn't even sure Edwards was was looking to shoot there. It looked like maybe he was considering a pass, but he took off from very far away from the rim. Oh, and it looks like perhaps Mitchell got all ball there. And, and he actually was, and I think Edwards was going for the dunk. But when Mitchell got his uh, fingertips on the basketball, he's changed his mind to, to try to make a pass. But they're giving him the free throws, and he misses the first. That goes to show you the, the athleticism of Edwards, though, that he can kind of go through three different thought processes uh, in the midst of one jump where he goes from shoot, pass, to shoot again. As uh, both free throws, though, missed by Edwards there. That, that last one rattled in and out. Here's Conley with the ball. Pick and pop with Rudy Gay, top of the key, triple. That one rims in and out. Here is Edwards with the ball for Minnesota up to the right wing, guarded by O'Neal. Throws it left side, McDaniels, he'll take a three. That's no good. Fight for the rebound, and Carl Anthony Towns is going to be called for a push in the back on Rudy Gay. He doesn't like it, but I think that's a good call. That's one of those where I think uh, as a big, when you're playing against a small ball unit, you're almost, you get a little bit frustrated that you're not having more of a more of an impact out there. Here is Ingles dribbling it up for the Jazz. Gets a screen from Gay. And it looks like we're going to get an illegal pick there on Rudy Gay. And it'll be a turnover. The ball will go back to Minnesota. So the score remains Utah 79, Minnesota 71. 4.35 to go in the third. Edwards over the timeline of the front court. Gets a screen from Towns. Drives left of the lane. Gets under the rim. Tries to find Towns. Ball deflected. Edwards gets it to Balmero. Balmero hands it off Beasley. He'll fire away. That's good. Malik Beasley knocks down the three ball, and the Timberwolves cut the lead to five. Here is Rudy Gay for Utah. Gay hands it off to Mitchell. Gets a staggered screen up top. Dribbles the free throw line now out to Bogdanovich. Lost his footing momentarily, but maintains his dribble. Gets into the paint. Puts up a little push shot from five feet and gets it to go. Wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but it counts as a bucket for the Jazz. Here is, uh, here is Anthony Edwards for Minnesota on the left wing. Gets a screen from Towns, now switched onto by Gay. Looking for Towns, now up top to Beasley. Beasley, left-hand dribble, fires the three, no good. Rebound Bogdanovich. Utah 81, Minnesota 74. Here's Bogdanovich. Tries to drive on McDaniels, but he's cut off beautifully. Here is Mitchell, cut off by Balmero. Goes behind the legs. Balmero sticks with him the whole way, but Mitchell able to just throw up a little push shot over the top and gets it to go. That's where Mitchell's 6'10 wingspan helps him. Here is Edwards, switched onto by Gay. Finds Towns on the block, guarded by O'Neal. Towns backing down. O'Neal... Pulls the chair temporarily, then Towns turns over the right shoulder and hits the shot plus the foul off the glass. Carl Anthony Towns starting to get going a little bit here with the, uh, the as the, a lot of uh, announcing crews like to call it, the mouse in the house. That is one of the things that makes, uh, makes Cat so, so special 
as an offensive player is not only his ability to to knock down the three-point shots, but if you put a small on him, his ability to take them onto the block and, and beat them up inside as he hits the free throw. So with that old-fashioned three-point play, the Jazz lead down to six as we approach three minutes to go in this third period. Here's Ingles at the top of the key. Throws it to Gobert right back to Ingles. Gets a screen going left of the lane. Puts his shoulder into Towns. A beautiful hesitation. Let Towns fly by. And then puts it up and in with his left hand off the glass. They're just uh, using his lack of speed to his advantage there. His patience. Allowing Towns' momentum to uh, take him out of the play. Here's Edwards. Throws a beautiful lob pass to... That was McDaniels. And he taps it in with his right hand. Beautiful play there. Two guys that I can't imagine have... Uh, run too many pick and rolls together this season. But that time it works out. And we've got a timeout on the floor with the score of the Utah Jazz 85, the Minnesota Timberwolves 79 with 2.33 to go in the second quarter. Again, we'll take another look at uh, some scores from, uh, from around the NBA. Again, a 13-game night around the association. The Wizards and the Pistons are actually tied at the end of regulation at 106. That one going to overtime in Detroit. The Philadelphia 76ers, much like their, uh, their matchup on Monday, able to sneak out a tight win over the Hornets, or the... the uh, COVID-ravaged Hornets as uh, Philadelphia wins at 110-106 on the road. The Cavaliers finished off their demolition of the Bulls, winning it at home 115-92. The Pacers took care of business on their home floor, defeating the New York Knicks 122-102. With 8.23 to go in the fourth, the Miami Heat holding on to a four-point edge at home against the Milwaukee Bucks, 93-89. And uh, in the fourth quarter with just 18 seconds to go, the Toronto Raptors leading the Oklahoma City Thunder by just two, 109-107. to So, uh, you know, I, I won't take offense if you want to go flip over to that game here as uh, that seems to be uh, going down to the wire and come back. In the third quarter, the Dallas Mavericks and Memphis Grizzlies are all knotted up at 69 with 3.42 to go in that period. Grizzlies 5-0 uh, and on a five-game run with, uh, without Ja, ja Morant playing some good basketball without their, their best player. Positive, in, positive sign for Memphis. And Dallas with some injuries and reports that Luka Doncic came into camp overweight have uh, been on a bit of a, a slide as of late. The Nuggets, traveling to New Orleans, lead the Pelicans 80-77. to That's at the end of the third quarter. Also in the third, with 5.43 to go, the Houston Rockets leading the Brooklyn Nets 75-63. Again, though, the Nets sitting, I believe, multiple starters in that one. And the Rockets playing some good basketball as of late. And then the three other games later tonight that have yet, that have yet to begin... The Kings versus the Magic, the Warriors versus the Blazers, and the Clippers against the Celtics as we're back from timeout here. 
Utah going from right to left. Ingles trapped along the, the sideline, and it's going to be a foul on McDaniels. Both teams in the bonus, so Ingles will get two free throws here. As uh, looked like McDaniel's just a little bit over eager, a little over aggressive there on that uh, on that blitzing defense. But that's something that Minnesota has done all season long is is make teams a little bit uncomfortable, and especially along that sideline. That's where I in, I appreciate that uh, that trapping, that sort of blitzing defensive strategy, the high show along the sideline because there's just not a lot of room to operate to to potentially dribble around it. As uh, Ingles knocks down the free throws to make it Utah 86, Minnesota 79. Tim rolls with the ball. Here's Edwards. Rejects the screen. Goes right. Euro steps around Gobert but can't finish. Beautiful verticality there shown by the three-time defensive player of the year. Here's Ingles dribbling down the right sideline. Gets a screen from Gobert going left. Gets the free throw line. Kicks it. Clarkson left corner triple is pure. Utah's lead has ballooned back to 10, 89-79, with 1.45 to go in the third. Here is Edwards with a basketball, throws it to Nas Reed. He'll take a three over Gobert. That's short, but he gets his own rebound. Now will Euro step around Gobert? And that had no chance. Rebound O'Neal gets it to Mitchell in transition. His Euro step this time works. He gets around McDaniels and finishes with the right hand on the left side. Utah's lead now up to 12. Beasley in transition. He drives hard baseline along the right side against Clarkson and finishes. Good aggressive move there, taking advantage of the Jazz defense not being set. And the Jazz lead back down to 10 as we hit a minute to go in the third. Here's Ingles with the basketball on the left side. Gets a screen from Gobert. Rejects it. Throws it right side to O'Neal, and he is tripped up by Beasley, and that will be more free throws here down the stretch of the third quarter. And again, that's been uh, sort of, you know, basketball oftentimes comes down to how you start and finish quarters. And the Jazz have been just the better team in terms of getting off to leads in the quarters and then also finishing the quarters strong. But, uh, you know, credit Minnesota, especially in that second quarter, did a really nice job of, of coming back in the middle portion of the period as the first free throw from O'Neal rattles in and out. So O'Neal with one more to make it a 11-point game. And he's got it. So Utah 92, Minnesota 81 as the ball was inbounded and the game clock started even though Balmero did not touch it. So they're going to uh, re-inbound it here. They uh, reset the, the game clock. to 55.3. And again, Balmero will let this one roll, picks it up near half court. Now hands it off to Edwards, gets a screen from Reed going left. Left the lane, kicks into the corner. McDaniels, his triple, halfway down and out. And that one's knocked out of bounds, I believe, by Reed, and Utah will get it with 45.1 on the game clock. So an opportunity for a two-for-one here for the Jazz, already with a double-digit advantage. 
Here's Ingles. Gets a screen from Gobert. Going right. Kicks into the corner. That's an O'Neal triple, and he drills it. Royce O'Neal extends the Jazz lead to 14. Here comes Minnesota. Balmero crosses over, gets left of the lane, kicks it back up. Reed's got an open look for three. That's no good. Reed shooting 39% from downtown. Definitely can hit that shot, but that time off the mark. So Mitchell and the Jazz with just about a half-second differential will try to take the last shot here. Mitchell near the Timberwolves logo, guarded by Balmero, gets a screen from O'Neal, now switched on to by McDaniels. Apparently this was the matchup the Jazz wanted as uh, Donovan Mitchell step back 20-footer over McDaniels is short, and that will end the third quarter. Not sure why Utah would go after McDaniels in particular. He's one of the better Timberwolves defenders there. You know, if you know the team is switching, typically you want to bring the guy to set the screen that has the weakest defender on him. Instead, they brought one of the the screener that had one of the best Timberwolves defenders guarding him. But nonetheless, the Jazz lead it by 14 at the end of three. Looking at the uh, the stats from the game so far, Utah 35 of 68 shooting from the field, 52.2%. 16 of 42 from downtown, 38.1%. 9 of 2 from the free throw line. They've got 19 assists and just 8 turnovers. 6 steals and 4 blocks. And uh, they are, uh, they, they've actually come back to tie the, uh, the rebounding battle at 32 apiece. Foul-wise, Rudy Gobert, the only player with four. Rudy Gay also has three. Again, Gay playing as uh, the backup five in this ballgame. O'Neal, Bogdanovich, and Mitchell all have two personals. For Minnesota, they're shooting 42.5% from the field. 31 of 73 overall. 12 of 31 from downtown, 38.7%, and 7 of 2 from the charity stripe. 16 assists and 12 turnovers for them. Foul trouble-wise, a couple of guys with three, Anthony Edwards and Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, Towns, and Beverly, all with two personals. Leading the way individually, Donovan Mitchell with 31 points on the night, 12 of 21 from the field, 4 of 11 from three, four rebounds and an assist. For him, 21 for Bogdanovich, 8 of 14, shooting 4 of 9 from three-point range. Rudy Gobert with just 5 points and 7 rebounds. Again, a pretty quiet night for him, and he's only played 22 minutes due to foul trouble. Off the bench, Jordan Clarkson with 9 points, 3 of 9 from the field. Joe Ingles, a team high, plus 17 in his 17 minutes. He's got six points and four assists on two of two shooting. For Minnesota, Anthony Edwards leading the way with 18 points, seven of 16 from the field. Two rebounds and four assists for him. Carl Anthony Towns uh, starting to get it going there in the third quarter. He's up to 14 points, six rebounds and four assists. Patrick Beverly with 16 on eight of 11 from the field as we are about to get underway with this fourth quarter. We'll see if uh, Minnesota can go on a little bit of a run to start the period and, and give themselves a chance with about six minutes to go. feel like they're within striking distance as the ball will be inbounded by the Jazz. They're going from right to left in the final period. It's Ingles, Conley, Bogdanovich, Gobert, and Clarkson for Utah. 
Ingles pressured by Balmero, gets a screen from Gobert. Ingles loses the handle. Balmero with great pressure and comes up with a steal. Gets it to McDaniels, and he is fouled in transition by Clarkson. You can see why Chris Finch, especially given that he's had a tendency to play more of the defensive-minded guys, why uh, why Finch likes Balmero. He definitely gets into guys' skin and makes them uncomfortable. He's got the ball now, throws it to Beasley on the left elbow. Back to Balmero. He'll take the three. That one is halfway down and out. Rebound Gobert. Gobert had to fight off Vanderbilt for that board. He gets it to Clarkson in transition. Screen for Clarkson. Throws it right wing to Conley. Conley guarded by Balmero. Back up top, Clarkson. Clarkson switched onto by Balmero. Goes between the legs. Beautiful hesitation move. Drives right. Gets right of the lane. Puts it up. No. Gobert is there. Can't finish. Gets another rebound. And it looks like we're going to have a goaltending, I believe, on, on Minnesota. I believe on Vanderbilt there on that Gobert putback. So Utah now up 97-81. The lead is all the way up to 16 here. Here's Beasley, left wing, guarded by Bogdanovich. Gets a screen from Towns, takes the open triple, and nails it. Malik Beasley with a big shot for the Timberwolves. Cuts the lead back to 13. Full court press here from Minnesota, but Utah able to get it to Clarkson, who is able to push it up. Guarded by McDaniels. He'll drive left, gets into the paint. Good help by Towns, and here's another deflection. And that's Vanderbilt getting his hands on the, the pass and uh, creating a transition opportunity. And yet again, another Euro foul. I uh, have not been keeping track, but I would say that's at least six Euro fouls we've had in this game. Balmero up top to Towns, nearly stolen by Bogdanovich. Towns will think about it from about 30 feet and drill it. Carl Anthony Towns showing the range. And with back-to-back uh, -back triples, the Timberwolves have this down to 10 again. Here is Ingles with the ball at the top, throws it to Gobert left side, hands it off to Conley. Conley going left, gets a screen, gets Balmero on his back. Beautiful snaking of the pick and roll and finishes with his right hand off the glass. Mike Conley makes it a 99-87 Utah edge, 9.53 to go in the fourth. Here's Balmero trying to get it to Towns. Towns, free throw line extended, drives right, gets past Bogdanovich, puts it up and in, plus the foul. Bogdanovich had grabbed him and thought that uh, it shouldn't have been a continuation. But uh, I believe that, uh, yeah, by the, the time that uh, Bogdanovich sort of just tried to wrap Towns up because he knew he was beat, Towns had picked up his dribble and uh, was able to uh, to get all the way to the rim without traveling and without uh, having to, to take another another dribble and was able to put it up and in through the contact. So Cap with an opportunity for an old-fashioned three-point play to get this to single digits. And he can't. He misses the free throw, but it's picked up by Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt up top to Beasley. He fakes the three, drives in, finds a cutting. Vanderbilt misses the layup, but Towns is there for the putback. So Vanderbilt, again, struggling Converting inside, but uh, he did get the offensive rebound to give them an opportunity. And Cat able on the third third chance to put it in. Here is Ingles. Beautiful pick and roll with Gobert. A beautiful pass fake. Vintage Joe Ingles and able to finish with the left hand. Getting that, uh, that pick and roll defender 
to uh, go back to the roll man with that pass fake, which enables the opening for that left-handed layup. Beautiful stuff. Here is Beasley with a three-point shot. That one's off the mark. Rebound Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich hands it to Clarkson, who dribbles it down the right sideline, gets a screen from Gobert, going left, pulls up for three, and hits. Big-time shot from Jordan Clarkson, a big-time response from the Jazz uh, after Minnesota cut the lead to eight. It's back to 13 now, 104.99, or excuse me, 104.91, 8.40 to go in the ballgame. Here's Beasley left wing, looking for Towns. We'll get it to him, guarded by Ingles. Towns cross court to Balmero. His three is off the mark. You could tell that was off right from the get-go. And uh, off the rebound, it looks like it was Vanderbilt that touched it out, but they're going to give the ball to Minnesota. Yes, it's clearly off of Vanderbilt last, but uh, both guys did touch it, so that was a, a tougher call than I thought initially. Looks like Utah is considering challenging this. As we have some uh, substitutions on the floor, where we've got a foul. Oh, I see. So they were showing the replay, and we missed this, where... Towns snuck in on the inbounds and got fouled. So Carl uh, Anthony Towns at the line for two and hits the first. So that call uh, may come back, uh, could potentially come back to bite Utah as that seemed to be off of Vanderbilt. And the ensuing uh, inbounds leads to two free throws for, for Towns. So Cat with a couple of dribbles, bends the knees, puts up the second free throw, rattles out. So Towns missing some free throws here, some crucial free throws down the stretch. Timberwolves now 8 of 13 from the line. Here's Ingles, gets a screen from Gobert going left, finds Gobert on the roll, and, he just, and Towns just has to wrap him up. So Gobert will go back to the free throw line for two. Towns, 6 of 8 from the line, so uh, he, he's missed his last, I believe he's missed two of his last three. After initially being 5 of 5. And uh, Towns looks like he will take a, a rest. And this is a, this is a key moment in the ballgame. Can Minnesota's offense stay afloat here? Or actually, no, he might not be coming out. It looks like there's a potential uh, issue with with a cut or something where uh, he's got some, some maybe some blood on the jersey. Yeah, he's okay. So he's going to stay in the ballgame here. So Gobert at the line after that uh, that Ingles-Gobert pick-and-roll connection has worked out well the last few possessions offensively for Utah as the first free throw from Rudy is well off the mark, off the back of the rim. There are ones that uh, I think are I consider good misses where it goes off the back of the rim and it bounces right back towards you. You know, those are the, those are the ones that I think are within just a couple inches of going in, but that one was... One that uh, hit the back of the iron and bounced straight up and to the left. That second free throw is good. 
So it's Utah 105, Minnesota 92, 8.15 to go in the ballgame. Beverly will dribble it up for Minnesota. It's Beverly, Edwards, Towns, Beasley, and Vanderbilt. For Utah, it's Gobert, Gay, Mitchell, Ingles, and Clarkson. Here is Beverly, gets a screen from Towns, tries to dish it off to Vanderbilt, who hands it off to Beasley, who I believe just loses it out of bounds. Decent pressure there from Clarkson, but uh, an, an unforced turnover by Minnesota. So Gay gets it into Mitchell, who will dribble it over the timeline into the front court. Gets it to Clarkson. Clarkson back to Mitchell. Beautiful split of the double team, and Mitchell finishes with his right hand off the glass on the right side. So Jazz lead balloons to 15, Mitchell up to 33, and uh, we had a trail three-point attempt by Towns, but we've got a timeout by Chris Finch and the Timberwolves before that. So we will take a... Uh, a short break in the game, of course, no break here as uh, you're listening to a special League Pass radio edition of my NBA podcast, Duncan Dynasty. Of course, uh, I've been here for the entire game and I will uh, be here for the rest of this one, unless it gets really out of hand. Uh, might uh, might end it a few minutes early, but been uh, been a reasonably fun game. Had some uh, we've we've seen some pretty good performances. Want to get through some of uh, some of these other statistics that I have here from cleaning the glass that I wanted to, to mention up that I have from both of these teams. Hassan Whiteside, you know, not playing in this one, but uh, has been pretty darn good for Utah as their backup center. I think it's just a really good fit. He does a lot. You know, a lot of his strengths align with Rudy Gobert's, you know, the shot blocking, the rebounding. Uh, you know, the length. So he's been able to just fit right into this system in the Jazz. Similar to what I've said about Phoenix, where you've got DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee, the Suns can play the exact same offensive style regardless of which center's on the floor because they're both just dive men that uh, catch lobs offensively. With the Jazz, it's been more about, I think, uh, you know, Hassan Whiteside has allowed them to play a similar style defensively regardless of who's on the floor. And actually, it's uh, it's made it so that Gobert's on-off numbers aren't as, uh, you know, aren't as substantial for the Jazz this season as they've been in years past, which is a good is a good indicator because, you know, when the playoffs come around, there's an, uh, there's a chance that Gobert gets in foul trouble or he get or uh, you know, God forbid he gets injured. And, you know, maybe in previous years that would sink Utah, whereas maybe now not so much. Again, not to not to suggest that Gobert should play anything less than 40 or so minutes of the playoffs. He's, you know, I still consider him their best player. But, uh, you know, again, if if you can not get killed in his minutes on the bench, that's a, that's a big plus for a team that uh, is vying for you know is in is a championship contender and has championship aspirations. I mentioned Donovan Mitchell not shooting as well from three this year, 34% after being at 39% last season. As far as his shot profile, it's actually gotten better. He's taking 5% less from the long mid-range area, and it's actually mostly gone to three-point attempts. Those are up 4%. So the shot profile has improved, and you would think if that three-point percentage currently at 34, if that gets back up to what we've seen the last couple of seasons, 
his efficiency will uh, will improve with that as well. Coming out of the timeout, a little a neat, a neat little play where Towns comes off a curl screen and then throws a pick-and-pop pass out to Beasley, who drills the triple. Really a creative play design there from Chris Finch and, and utilizing Carl Anthony Towns' versatility to essentially be the ball handler in a pick-and-roll there with Beasley as the as the screener. Here off of the... Uh, off of the next possession, we've got a steal from Vanderbilt, but uh, trying to save it, he actually stepped on the baseline, so the ball will go back to Utah. And absolutely he did. So Vanderbilt, though, making his presence felt, getting in the passing lane, wreaking some havoc. Here's Mitchell, throws it to Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay on the left side, gets it to Ingles on the right. Gets a screen from Gobert going right. Pulls up for three and drills it. Joe Ingles with a big bucket and the Jazz lead back up to 15. 110-95 with seven minutes to go in the ballgame. Here's Beverly with the basketball up top to Towns. Towns driving right. Tries to find Vanderbilt, but the pass that time, I don't, I don't believe that was Vanderbilt's fault. That time the pass was, was behind the big man. But again, Towns basically operating as the ball handler in the pick and roll there. Here is Ingles, gets a screen from Gobert going right, pocket pass to Rudy, he finishes with the left hand. Beautiful play, and this Ingles-Gobert pick and roll has really caused the Timberwolves defense a lot of issues. Here is Beverly with the ball, tries to throw it to Towns, left block, backing down on Gay, up top to Beasley. Beasley. Guarded by Clarkson, gets it to Vanderbilt, back to Beasley. Dribbles left, top of the key, triple, short. Rebound, Ingles. He'll kick it out ahead to Clarkson. Left wing, triple in transition. No good. Gobert got his fingertip on it, but it's picked up by Beasley. He'll get it to Edwards. Edwards throws it Beasley left side. Beasley into the left corner. Towns, his three is off the heel. Rebound, Mitchell, as we approach the halfway mark of this fourth quarter. Jazz holding on to that 17-point lead as Minnesota has gone a little bit cold here in the second half. Here's Mitchell gets a screen from Gay, pulls up from the right wing, bounces off the front of the rim, bounces off the back of the rim, and finally rolls in. Shooter's touch there from Spida Mitchell, and the Jazz lead it by 20, 115-95 with 5.42 to go in the game. Had a few other notes on the Timberwolves I wanted to get through. You know, D'Angelo Russell out currently, should be back soon. But uh, Russell, just 52% accuracy at the rim, 33% from three. So has not had the kind of offensive impact you would expect and what I guess Minnesota Timberwolves fans would hope. And, you know, despite that, though, the Timberwolves have actually been 19.3 points better with D'Angelo Russell on the court. I don't know how much uh, you can honestly take away from that because, you know, Russell playing with the starters, usually playing with, with Towns and Vanderbilt and also another wing that's, a, you know, even with, with Edwards' development, two wings that are they're pretty good. So really four guys that are at least average defensively alongside Russell. But out of the out of the 19.3 points, that the, the Timberwolves are better with Russell on the floor. 16.5 of that is on defense. And, you know, 
I, I would like to hear, uh, you know, somebody that's maybe watched a little bit more of the Timberwolves play, how much they think Russell has improved on that end, if he's improved in the same way that, that, that I think Edwards has. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's the reason the Timberwolves are seventh on defense. But, you know, just the fact that he can be out there and their team be good on that end is, is a positive indicator. But uh, I still have not really loved what I've seen from, from Russell this season. You know, we've talked about Vanderbilt's struggles in terms of catching the ball with his hands in this ball game. Also, you gotta you got to make note that he's a very low-usage player, just 10.3%. Uh, of his, uh, you know, of possessions that he actually uses on the offensive end, but still has a sky-high turnover rate, 17.8%. So for a guy that touches the ball as rarely as Vanderbilt does, he he still gives it away an awful lot, which is a part of the struggles. Also, just 64% at the rim for Vanderbilt, which uh, is in the 45th percentile for his position. You know, he does make up for some of that, some of those offensive woes with the offensive rebounding. But overall, I'd say he's he's been a negative offensive player for this team. You know, the, the other fascinating thing that uh, about this, this roster construction is, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, the thing that makes him really special is his offensive skill set at the five. And we've seen them using him as a ball handler, as a spot-up guy, as a post-up player as we're back from commercial. I'll talk more about this at the next time out. As Edwards throws it to Towns, left wing, fakes the three, dribbles in, kicks it to Prince, who passes it outside. McDaniels, right wing, wide open, can't convert. Rebound, Gobert, he'll kick it to Mitchell, right wing, to the line, to the lane, kicks it out. Clarkson, left corner, triple. Yes, Jordan Clarkson. Really starting to uh, to put this one away for the Jazz as they're now their lead now is 23 as we approach five minutes to go. Here is Edwards with the ball, gets a screen from Towns, dribbling left, guarded by Gay. Beautiful hesitation, gets under the rim, kicks it out. McDaniels, another wide open look. Can't hit it. Rudy Gay with the board. That's been uh, one of the uh, key factors of Minnesota this season is uh, their they're better offensive players creating open looks for their weaker offensive players and those guys not knocking the shots down. As Rudy Gay gets the ball on the right wing, size up triple is good. And the Jazz truly blowing this one, blowing this one away as they're now up 26. Edwards guarded by Ingles, drives right, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Beasley left wing three. That's good. Much-needed triple for Malik Beasley, and it looks like we've got maybe a foul to allow for some substitutions here, as it looks like it's going to be a wholesale change for Chris Finch and the Timberwolves. So yeah, I'll just get through a couple more thoughts that I had on on Minnesota, and then we'll 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 uh, wrap this thing up. And so this game is uh, is all but over. But, you know, the interesting thing about this roster construction with with Carl Anthony Towns at the five, you know, you you presumably get a ton of advantages offensively because, you know, the average center in the NBA is not particularly strong offensively. So to have a guy that's a 44% three-point shooter at the five should be a, a huge boost. But because... They're playing Jared Vanderbilt with with uh, with Carl Anthony Towns. Cat essentially then is is the four on offense, and Vanderbilt is the five. 
And so then we, we talked about Vanderbilt's issues offensively. So now you've got a below average guy at the five. And now Carl Anthony Towns still obviously well above average as a four. But, you know, again, the average four in the NBA is better offensively than the average five. So the, the differential between Towns and the average four that he's going up against on the offensive end is not as stark. So you just lose a little bit of that impact. And also, you know, they're playing Towns and Nas Reed together some. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, and, and perhaps Minnesota has come to the conclusion and, and why Finch is playing Vanderbilt and starting Vanderbilt is that we just can't have a good enough defense with Towns at the five. But, you know, with Vanderbilt at the five, you probably can't have a good enough offense if you're talking about competing at the highest of levels. So it's it's a bit of a conundrum, and it'll be interesting to see how Minnesota tries to deal with this moving forward. But and you know maybe the maybe the thought is we'll just continue to be really good defensively, maintain this, build up the defensive culture, and hopefully with progression from a guy like Anthony Edwards, our offense just gets good enough. But uh, yeah, this this team is is fascinating. I'm I'm interesting to interested to get somebody on and, and talk about talk about this group and and uh, you know with with another loss tonight they'll drop to 11 and 14. So um, you know they they've got to start getting some wins here and try not to drop too far down the Western Conference standings. But uh, that will that will wrap it up here for. This episode of Duncan Dynasty, again, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, actually, sorry, uh, I, before I'll wrap up, I, I didn't realize I, I have a question for my co-host. Uh, Corbin Ford sent me, a, sent me a question on Twitter. And uh, his, uh, his question was, thoughts on the second year of Anthony Edwards? Oh, it's actually four questions. All right, Corbin, thank you. Thoughts on the second year of, uh, of Anthony Edwards. Are the Timberwolves a play-in team this year? Can Donovan Mitchell be the best player on a championship team? And is it time for the Pelicans to shake up the Zion-Ingram pairing? So we'll start with the thoughts on the second year of Edwards. I, I, I talked a little bit about this earlier, but offensively, I'm, you know, uh, Kind of iffy on it. Uh, I think you know he's he's obviously got a high usage. His efficiency is not great. He uh, he hasn't really excelled at any area on the offensive end. Uh, you know, again, 61% at the rim, 32% from short mid range, and 34% from three. So you know, you would hope. I think his, the best route for him would be getting up to being like a 70% guy at the rim and getting to the free throw line a bunch, given his strength and size and athleticism. That should be. Uh, you know, the the goal in a couple of years. Uh, but I, I think he's made strides defensively. And again, like, you know, even though 34% from three is not ideal, it's on a lot of difficult attempts. And you can tell he, he's got the ability to create his own shot. And if he's able to, you know, like someone like Luka Doncic did from years two to from year two to three, where he went from like 32% up to 35 or 36 from three. If Edwards can make that leap, that'll make a, that'll make a big difference. Just, you know, those couple two, two to three percentage points improvement can, uh, can do a lot for a player. And yeah, the, the defensive strides have been, have been solid and, you know, his, his growth has been good too, because it's made him a more uh, versatile defender, a guy that can switch multiple positions now. 
As far as are the Timberwolves a playing team this year, I would lean towards no. Uh, But uh, again, given their their strong defense, I think they've got a chance. The West also being a little bit uh, weaker than expected gives them an opportunity. And, you know, being the 10 seed isn't a super high bar. So and once you're in the 10 seed, when you've got guys like Edwards Towns, guys that can explode on a on a nightly basis, gives you a chance. So not going to rule it out. But if I had to say right now, my 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 prediction would probably be no. As far as can Donovan Mitchell be the best player on a championship team? I don't think he's the best player on the Utah Jazz, for one. I think that's Rudy Gobert. So if the Jazz were to win a championship, I don't necessarily think that answers this question. Uh, so my my guess would probably be no. Um, you know, at the at the at the very least, I would say he he has to be like a a one B. I think he can very I think he very much can be a one B on a championship roster. I think this Utah Jazz team is a championship caliber roster if they're healthy when it matters. But, uh, yeah, asking him, like, if if he's the clear number one and the second guy is a, a whole tier below him as a cal- in terms of his caliber, I'd say no, he's not quite at that level. And then finally, is it time for Pelicans, for the Pelicans to shake up the Zion-Ingram pairing? I think it's too early to say that, especially given that Zion has missed the whole season um, it's it's fairly obvious that Ingram is not a number one guy, and I debate whether he's a number two. Um, but uh, you know, I I think you've, we've got to see those two guys on the floor more before we come to any conclusions there. I mean, they were a they were a pretty darn good offensive unit with those two last year. So as an offensive foundation with those two guys in shooting. And, and again, that team didn't have a ton of shooting around them last year and still finished, I think, in, above league average. You know, if you put good shooting around those two and and, and hopefully Zion is, is healthy and looking like he did last year at some point, I think this team can can be an elite offense. It's just a, It's just a matter of can you put a center around Zion that – can space the floor and protect the rim and keep your defense at a high enough level. And that's where a guy like, you know, Miles Turner being on the trade block, I, I've always thought that was a great fit that Turner and Zion would be a perfect combo. You know, so I would give it more time. Uh, yeah, obviously the Pelican struggles have been disappointing and, and Ingram has not been that great, but uh, Zion is the clear number one on this team moving forward. And, you know, we still haven't really found out <laughs> what guys are going to be around this uh, this nucleus of players when, you know, in two years, two or three years times when presumably Zion is at his, uh, is, is growing into his prime. Well, and with that, thanks, thanks for that, Corbin. And uh, again, follow Corbin on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And uh, follow his uh, his podcast, subscribe, rate, and review to his podcast, Round Ball Ramble. Of course, subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast, Duncan Dynasty, that uh, Corbin and I both uh, put a lot of work into. That is uh, all really appreciated. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, future episodes here in the coming weeks. We release episodes just about every Wednesday. And uh, with that, again, uh, thanks for thanks for listening as we're uh, finishing up 
the game as uh, Utah leading at 136-104 with 23.2 seconds to go. With that, I will bid you adieu. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, have a good rest of your evening, and enjoy the next week in the NBA calendar.